In this episode of the Neil Wilkins podcast, I'm joined by Simon Severino from Strategy Sprints, in fact, founder, CEO of Strategy Sprints and the author of the book, Strategy Sprints and TEDx Speaker. Welcome to the show, Simon. Hey, Neil. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a very interesting conversation, I think, because you have a very specific view of strategy. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think strategy, think big planning meetings, a lot of kind of future gazing and, and challenges, kind of really looking at the big picture. But I know that you are all about shortening the path, as you describe it, shortening the path to wow. And I love that phrase because strategy is all about that longer term position. And also you talk as well in the same breath about doubling sales in sprints. And I guess this is where you're weaving together the idea of strategy and planning, but also doing it in a short, very prioritized, very focused way. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you mean when you describe strategy. How do you define it? You need a plan and you need to execute on that plan every day. That's what you need. Now, in the old world, for months, you would do analysis or having a, a team of strategy advisors doing your analysis, understanding the market, telling you how to enter the market. I was one of those guys uh, 21 years ago. Now, what changed is people listening right now, they don't have months to wait. They don't have a budget of $200,000 for you to create slides and they don't care about slides. Information is openly available for them and for their competitors. Cash flow is a bottleneck. We have a global monetary situation, which is um, decreased money supply and cash flow bottlenecks. So who's gonna win? The people who can stay debt-free, who have a cash flow, who have a resilient and agile business that's producing cash flow every week. We are not talking month, we are talking week because you pay the bills weekly. And you need to be solvent, to be liquid when the bill is due. So I was like, what do entrepreneurs really need in the year 2023? And how can I let go of what I have learned, complex analysis over months, and be the Jarvis for the Ironmans of today? Because entrepreneurs have an impossible job. They have to juggle marketing, sales, operations, positioning, mindset. It's tough. And so I was like, how can I be the Jarvis? Because I was there. I was in the arena. I know how it feels. I know how you, how you sleep badly. I know how your kids miss you at soccer practice because you're still in the middle of something. So how can I be in their corner when they need it? So we stripped away everything that was not helpful. Long workshops, flying somewhere, waiting for something. We stripped it away. And now it's just on your phone, 24-7, you have me in your corner. I am your Jarvis, your Iron Man. You are in the field, you are taking decisions, you have not enough overview, you have not enough data, 
you need somebody to say, hey, Simon, should I send a daily email or a weekly email? Should I have this subject line or that subject line? Um, how can I sell with integrity? Uh, can I send this to everybody or do I need to segment it? Those are the daily decisions, dozens of small decisions. And I want to be there for the small decisions, easily available. So what we've created is online coaching on their phone, like having a, a triathlon coach or a running coach. They see your Garmin stats. They say, hey, you're running too fast. And you go, how do you know? <laughs> Well, I'm seeing your Garmin stats so, or, or your Strava stats. So I see that you're running too fast. Run slower. Mm. There's, there's something really smart about this, isn't there? Because I think for a lot of marketers, business owners, entrepreneurs, that they're still working to an old playbook. They're, they're working to the, the theories of 1995. And, you know, mm -hmm. then we did have time. We had budget. We had opportunities. You could plan for the future. Whereas now, I think you're absolutely right. That pathway to hopefully, you know, a liquid tangible growing business is very very short so it's almost we're seeing well i'll ask you the question do, do you feel that we're seeing a blurring between the word strategy and the word tactics because it, it feels that whilst they're still hand in hand it, it's it's almost that the tactics are now overtaking because we have to survive first and foremost before we can even think about a long-term future I, I guess you're seeing a lot of that this we, ch we just changed the size of the cycle. So we still do strategizing, but instead of six months, it's six days. So we have a daily habit, weekly habit, and monthly habit. And the loops are daily, weekly, monthly, daily, weekly, monthly, because that's the reality of the people we work with. Daily habit. How did I allocate my time? What will I delegate tomorrow? What will I automate tomorrow? What will I give to an AI, to a software, to a freelancer? Instead of bloating up with employees. That's the daily habit. And we work on this daily with, our, with the people we coach. Weekly habit. As a team, we come together and look at the one marketing number, the one sales number, the one ops number that matters most this week. We try to learn from that. And that is a part of strategizing. And there are tactics in there that we share. We have 274 tactics. We just share them. We say, hey, guys, mm, the buttons on your website are not animating me to click. This is how you have a button that somebody wants to click. This is the color. This is the contrast. This is the size. We save them time. They improve the button. Done. And it's one of those micro tactics that you need over the day. And they find them ready in the Sprint University. That's the Jarvis part. Then there is a monthly habit. And the monthly habit is competitive analysis. But again, it's quick. It's just half an hour of all the things that we do. What else can the client do? Can they do it on their own? Can they do it with, their comp with our competitor? What are the two features where we should we are winning, so we should reinvest more into next month. It's entrepreneurial budgeting. And where do we take that? From the two features where we are currently investing in, but we are losing against our competitors. So let's cut 15%, 20% of the monthly budget. Next month, we will shift 20% from this side of the bu budget, which does not make us stronger or them happier. 
and we will reinvest it immediately next month into the two things where we are winning. That's an entrepreneurial budgeting. Very different from the accountant's bookkeeping or the accountant's reporting or a PNL. It's a monthly entrepreneurial budgeting like a strategist would do it. So the cycle is much smaller. We still do all the things that we always do, competitive analysis, entry point, and strategy. But it's on a monthly. The biggest cycle is the monthly cycle. Something I love about strategy sprints and, and particularly the way you're defining it is this idea of being very awake within your business. I, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of marketers, particularly who I see, um, they're, they're almost caught in this wheel of repeating the same thing day in, day out. They're inwardly focusing on their products and services. They're thinking a little bit about the customer, but what they're not necessarily doing is, is taking an overview of the business in any moment. I mean, this feels, I talk a lot and have talked over the recent years a lot about being mindful in business, having a really um, open mind, but being very aware and awake of everything that's going on. It feels like strategy sprints is, is a real reflection on the reality today, but also a very proactive and active system of doing something about it. So you're always awake within the business. You're not getting sucked into some of the distractions. Uh, you talked about bloating the business by taking on too many people, for example. It feels like you'd never fall into that with strategy sprints because you're always making those smart decisions in the moment to solve that immediate problem effectively. So, so is it all about being very awake as, a, as an entrepreneur? I like the concept of being awake. We are the opposite because we are all emotional. I, I'm an Italian. I'm a very creative person. I'm super emotional, super impulsive. And most entrepreneurs are creative forces of nature. They can pivot quickly. So this set of things is actually for our teams because we make them crazy by being so fast by changing so quickly. Most of them need a step-by-step -step process. And by the time they have a step-by-step -step process, we, we are here with a new idea. So being awake is exactly not, um, is not so easy. That's why we, we still go with our forces, with our creativity, with our hunches, with our intuition. But every seven days, we are forced to reconcile that with reality. And this is where the magic happens. I like to be intuitive, freedom, depending on the weather, on my feeling, on my mood, I post something different. But every six days, my team will tell me, Simon, you might love podcasting, but that's not moving any needle forward. The one poll you did on LinkedIn, that moved the needle. And now... This is the sweet spot. What I like doing and what I'm passionate about has to be reconciled with what the people that we are here to serve actually need and take. That's the sweet spot. And it will be a little a negotiation, sometimes even a conflict. But I love podcasting. And, and I tell my team, don't let me get away with it. The numbers are our number one coach. If I love podcasting, 
but we are not in the top 2.5%. We are not listened to. The people who listen don't click if they don't talk to us. They don't ask us questions. They don't land on my calendar. Cut it. Because it's not aligned with the reality of the people we are here to serve. If it was, it would create engagement. We would get questions. They would download things. If I, if I skip an episode, they would say, Simon, I was on the commute and I missed you. That's when you know, okay, it's working. But if that, that loop every seven days that not, does not tell us that, please let reality win and cut the passions of, of whatever we are doing because it's the intersect of what they actually need right now and what our superpowers is, our passion. Um, that intersect, that's how you run a business, what they need and what you can bring. So the, the learning, I guess, then for a CEO engaging with something like strategy sprints is that they might have to change their habits. They might need to do something, as you describe it, really eloquently. They, they might need to do something that's kind of away from a preference. They might feel a, a free spirit. They love to, as you described, do podcasts or whatever their, their personal interest is. It's almost you, you're retraining the CEO to do the things that are in the best interests of the business and growth. Is I mean, what other kind of habits would you be recommending then as part of that mix? Yes, since 95% is not in your control as a CEO, the price is not in your control. Not even sales is in your control. And I'm a sales coach and I'm telling you sales is not in your control. Ultimately, hiring is not in your control. What, Simon, hiring? Yeah, not even hiring is in your control. Fluctuation is not in your control. Supply chain is not in your control. Availability of raw material is not in your control. Most things are not in your control, not even um, the size of your team or your own health. So what is actually in your control? I would say the daily habit, the weekly habit, and the monthly habit. Whatever happens... And to me, the pandemic was the biggest disruptor of our life. During those months, I was quite scared. But every day, it was in my control to do the daily habit. What did I do today? What will I delegate tomorrow? What will I systemize tomorrow? It was always in my control in the toughest day of the pandemic. Weekly habit was in our control. As a team, we came together. What's the one marketing number, one sales number, one ops number of this week? Yes, it's a pandemic, but is it 1% better than last week? Is it 2% better than last week? Yes, no. That kept us moving forward because systems and the daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit, they are systems. They help you when things get tough. When everything is sunshine and rainbows, yeah, you, you come away with goals and vision and it's fun. Everything is fun. But when stuff gets tough, systems keep you afloat. They keep the minimum standards going. And then the monthly was also in my control during the pandemic. Um, what else can they do? What do they need now? What are competitors doing? What to reinvest in? And where to cut costs? So those three things, they are always in your control as a CEO. That's why 
I focus on them. The book is about them. Strategy Sprints, the book is about those three habits. Our whole week, uh, every coaching that we do is about these three habits. And my day is around those three habits. Because it's the only things that are in my control. And I want to control the controllables. Mm, there's something there that I think, you know, for all of us, whatever role, whatever industry we serve, you know, whatever kind of level we're operating at, that controllability of the value that we bring as individuals, but also of the, the kind of role that we're performing, it's critical, isn't it? Absolutely critical. And I think it is the kind of thing as a CEO, business owner, senior leader, C-suite, wherever you happen to be, if you're in a senior kind of role, how that then plays out through the rest of the organization. It's going to be leading by example, isn't it? Because you're setting a system here that other people can replicate. And so everybody knows their part in the, the puzzle that they're trying to, to play and the value that they can bring. And everything joins together. This is really quite a smart approach, isn't it? It is a very joined up, integrated kind of way of running a business. It took me 21 years in the field under pressure to come up with the simple things that work. But now that I, I have them, I'm, I'm very happy that they keep us afloat in under all weather conditions and, and you know, uh, in all territories. You can, you can go all places if you have an operating system that gives you the intersect of what you are passionate about and also what the people that you are here to serve actually need and take right now. When, when you bring those two things together, you have fun and, and it's an enjoyable to run the business. It's creative, but also it's viable and resilient and profitable. Those two things together make, make for a, a business that funds your life. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, I know when you've talked in the um, the, the TEDx talk and in, in, in your book, you talk about you know doubling sales by sprints. How, how does that kind of translate? How does and, and I get the the concept of the three habits and that makes you know total sense. How does that translate into you know huge growth potentially by sprinting? That's actually much easier than people think. If you want to increase your sales by 99%, you can easily do that quickly. With a sprint coach, you can do it in 90 days. Without, it takes a bit longer, but you can double revenue by just improving three things by 25% each. First one is the length of your sales. Most B2B businesses we, we work with make it too complicated. So we help them simplify their offer, make it a must-have offer instead of a nice-to-have offer, and be it more easy to buy. Because most listeners right now, they make it hard for people to buy. You can make it quite easy for them to buy by de-risking their decisions and creating a sales process that's actually a buyer's process. So you think from the buyer perspective, which decision are they taking in which call? And then you can create videos, checklists, etc., that have them feel you 15 times, 20 times, already in the first two weeks, have an experience of a valuable experience with you in the first two weeks. By doing that, you are shortening the sales time on the front part of your sales funnel. You can also shorten the sales time 
in the back end of your sales funnel by thinking, okay, they came for this, but how can they stick around for that? Because you have already had cost of acquisitions, now it's actually much easier to just retain them or expand the work with them. So those are two possibilities to get that 25% frequency up. The second 25% is the conversion rate. Conversion rate means I talk to 10 people, I close five, that's a 50% conversion rate. And that can be easily increased by 25%. Most of the people that start working with us, they don't even know their conversion rate. Then we start tracking it and you see it's around 20%, 25%. That can easily quickly get to 50% with sales technique. There is you know, hundreds of years of experience in psychology, in buying. You can tap into that and definitely have a sales coach we have sales coaches that tap into that and help you just how you communicate, how you lead the conversation, how you start the conversation, um, how you lead through the conversation, how you close a deal. And then, and we have a nine steps process for that, that we, that we teach. And the third part is if you do your positioning better, now you can increase by 25% the price that you charge for the same offer without losing clients. You have to answer six questions. And the sixth one will give you that positioning. It's, it's a free exercise on our website. If people want to download it, strategiesprints.com, and they find the strategic value tool. They can download that for free, answer those six questions, and you will see after half an hour, you have more clarity about your positioning and your offer. With that, because... Question number six is, okay, this is what they need, the people you're here to serve. This is what's coming for them. And this is how you help them be ready for what's coming. When you have that clear in front of you, they will not discuss price with you. They will discuss when can we start. Mm, that's so powerful, so powerful, and it's, it's it's really good that you have these um, these tools available um, as well. So I, I just want to kind of round off. I, I know that you're uh, dashing off to uh, your next uh, next appointment, so I just wanted to um, give the opportunity for everybody listening and watching this to uh, obviously connect with you. So is it strategysprints.com the best uh, route through both to that tool, but also to maybe engage and uh, get further uh, support if people. Uh, buy into this concept yes so if they want to get those six questions and answer them for them which i really recommend you go to strategiesprints.com in the tools section is the strategic value the first tool that you see download that put in half an hour you will have a lot of clarity and if you want to talk to us you go to strategiesprints.com you click to jump on a call with us, I'm happy to, to go deeper and explore where you are right now and see if, if it makes sense to be in your corner, to be your Jarvis. I'm happy to explore that. And the book is on Amazon. It's called Strategy Sprints. 
Brilliant. This has been such a valuable conversation, Simon. I think, you know, you're getting me now to think about my own business as well uh, in terms of, you know, redefining it and just rethinking it. And I love the the daily, weekly, monthly uh, approach that uh, that you've created here. So, Simon, thank you so much for your time and uh, wisdom today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Neil, for showing up consistently for your audience.